What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. Yours truly, Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. I am Ianla Van Sant. Hey, y'all. This is your girl, Latoya Luckett. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. The Swag Award. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Harvey Weinstein was in court this week in New York on rape charges. He got new rape charges in Los Angeles. The details of the sexual harassment claims against PBS's Tavis Smiley are coming out. He'll be in court next month. Powerful men from many industries are being taken down. But Cafe Mocha is asking, is the Me Too movement working? We're talking to sexologist Dr. Rachel, and we will flash back to our first interview with the originator of Me Too, Tarana Burke. He's got that magic Cafe Mocha on the line, our sexologist, our board-certified family medicine physician and former co-host of the Emmy Award-winning series, The Doctors. Dr. Rachel joins us. Thank you for coming back to Cafe Mocha. Oh, man, anytime. All right. You know, I wanted to start the conversation with the Me Too movement. It's been so long since we've talked and I know you have to have thoughts. Like when I hear the stories of these female comedians being in a room with certain comedic actors whose name I won't say, Lonnie, who you know personally, (laughs) and them, you know, pulling out their, their stuff and doing vulgar things in front of them and them not getting up and walking out, cursing them out. You know, when I hear these stories, it's like I don't know who these women are. Can you can you talk about who who this happens to some of this stuff? Let me tell you, those women are every woman. Let mm-hmm. me tell you something. This is this is not new nor is it going to go away. I mean, like let's let's even go back to Marilyn Monroe. Do you know she used to have to get on her hands and knees under the table and go around and give the guys head and that's what the women were invited over for so like this this is so deep and so deeply enrooted in the culture of society that it's going to be very hard for us to move through it as as women you remember we have some some of our women really stand up proud and say you know what i'm proud to say that i've never succumbed to those types of situations but for everyone that hasn't there's one or two that has because you have to pay your bills. You're trying to figure it out. They've made these promises. So, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's tough to straddle the line between trying to do what you think is right and trying to do what you think you need to do to get to the next step. So it's tough. I applaud every woman who has been in a tough situation and has opted for the self-respecting version of it exactly the other side of it it makes it hard to sleep dr rachel do you think the me too movement is working i think it's it's great because oh, hold we're on. having more dr. conversation rachel. and dialogue about it dr it's rachel opening our eyes up to things but when you're sitting in the beauty shop and the barber shop and you're talking to regular everyday people i don't think it's having the impact that it should and could have because what we're doing is we're leaving out one side of the conversation and the side of the conversation we're leaving out are those of us who've made decisions that maybe, you know, we're, we're on the wrong side of the Me Too movement. And so until we open up those dialogues and say, well, you know what, 
I'm a me too or two, but I opted to take the abuse or I opted to, to get on my knees to get the job. Until we have those conversations, I don't think it's a fully rounded dialogue. So there's men and women that just don't buy into it. They're like, mm, I don't know. So mm-hmm. you you don't think that the Me Too movement is not working because not all of the conversation is being had, all the conversations that's needed to make it work? Yes, that's, that's 100% my thing. I think we need to have a really honest dialogue about this, why it's there, what can we do to, to make things change, and what can we do to change our attitudes around it. Even some women really are having a hard time buying into the Me Too movement when you sit yeah. and just dialoguing with them over a glass of wine. It's a totally different story. You're like, wait a minute, are you really saying this here? <laughs> yeah, they're really saying it. So yes, when we have those real conversations and when we really start trying to change attitudes and beliefs by being honest about it, I think that's when we'll see the major shifts right now you know i think it's great we're having the dialogue but i want to push it a little further yeah because there's a lot of people also who are taking advantage of the me too movement opportunists you know who are saying hey listen i'll do anything just to get in Mm, see that I, 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 to, I totally agree. I mean, I think for every person who's on the right side of something, there's, there's a few people that are on the wrong side or one or two people. So I agree. I think that until we have those conversations and admit yes. that, we, that, we, that we know that that happens, mm-hmm. I think we're missing out on, on a few people who close their ears up every time they hear that word, me too. They're just like, oh, here we go again. Well, and I would love to get to them. <laughs> if it's, you got to them, what would you say? Well, if I got to them, what, whatever, what would I say? Mm-hmm. Is I would say, you know what, I, I agree. I think that we need to recognize the fact that it does exist on both sides, that sometimes people do lie, and that sometimes we do do things for our own benefit, but at the same point, it is detrimental to our daughters, to us, for the, us to walk into a room and have that to be an expectation as to whether or not we're going to get the job, whether or not we'll keep the right. job, whether or not anyone's going to even listen to anything that we have to say. And so I think once you disarm people and let them know, hey, I get it. Yeah, that does exist. Yep, yep. Here's some examples of it. But however, let's talk about the bigger problem here. Well, the big problem here, then I think that they listen. They're a little more receptive to the dialogue. Like more Cafe Mocha? More of the flavor you love in just minutes. Keep it right here. Cafe Mocha. Mocha on the line. We're talking to Dr. Rachel about the Me Too movement and things of such. Um, you know, I think the another big issue is with consent because you have some women that are like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not wrong if you are like that and you consent to it. So th- we need to have a discussion with our daughters about consent. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Our daughters and our sons. Yes. You know, and, and I think oh, you're right. Yeah. I think it's got to start at like an early that. age where we're having these discussions where we're saying, you know, this is what consent is and this is what you have to have every time there's some sexual contact, even a sex message. There needs to be some consent there because if not, our boys will be locked up. They'll be charged with rape. You know, our girls will feel violated. So until we set those boundaries and standards early on, you're absolutely right. It's going to continue. Consent. I love that. Dr. Rachel, I want to shift to 
the legal aspect of this, since we're talking about consent, like I know that North Carolina has antiquated laws about consent. They recently changed a law that prohibited a woman from uh, changing consent in the middle of an act. So you consented to do this, but then he starts doing that and you could not take consent away. So can you talk about the role of the judicial system in setting women up for some of these violations to be assaulted, to be victimized? Yeah, you know, let's talk about legal, but let's also talk about social because Nine times out of ten, when you tell the story or you see a case where we can go back in time to a young lady who was seeing a basketball player and had sex and he put it in the, in a different hole than she consented to. and You, know, you he, ain't talking he, about he, Kobe, are you? Yes, we're talking about Kobe. <laughs> we're talking about Kobe. But those types of cases play themselves out every day in the judicial system and most of the time. It doesn't matter whether it is in North Carolina, California, Colorado, we still have the same outcome. And I think the problem is, we're going back to how we're raised and we're going back to this idea of consent, most people tend to think, now you can, you can do this next time you go get your hair done, ask at the shop, because this is how you can tell what's really going on. If you say, so if you're having sex with someone and you're butt naked, and all of a sudden you decide right before he's about to put it in, if you decide to tell him to stop, is that okay or not? Most people will tell you, no, that's not okay. You've gotten naked. I mean, you're going to leave him hanging like that? You will be surprise. Right. So public opinion is really the part that drives drives a lot of these laws. Mm. Dr. Rachel, it's always good talking to you. Um, and we're going to have to have you come back because we need to keep um, having these discussions about consent and Me Too and just to keep us safe. So thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so you guys, when you guys talk about sex trafficking, make sure, make sure you let people know that sex trafficking is not people getting abducted at the gas station, because that seems to be what most people seem to think sex trafficking is. And there's way more, way more to it than that. You know, especially with now that we're seeing more of that happening, Mm -hmm. let's, let's make sure they know that sex trafficking is coercion. It's promises. It's come take this job for modeling and that's not what it is and so on and so forth. Okay. Well, we're going to have you on next month because we want to talk about that too because oh, um, there's something happening in Atlanta and um, it's, it's, it's some movement. So we, we, we have more time. We definitely want to get into that and awesome. highlight that. Awesome. Awesome, ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have a great rest of your day. Always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, Dr. Thank Rachel. You so okay. Bye, girls. Like more Cafe Mocha? More of the flavor you love in just minutes. Keep it right here. Cafe Mocha. Excuse me. It's Cafe Mocha. Um, everyone from presidents to A-list actors and directors have been accused of sexual harassment over the past, what has it been, month, two months? A month. Yeah. Uh, on the line, she is creator of the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. Tarana Burke. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now tell me, how did all of this start, the Me Too movement? The work that I was doing started a little over a decade ago when I was working with uh, black and brown girls in Alabama. Um, I started an organization with a friend of mine called Just Be Inc. And both of us were survivors. And we were working first and foremost to try to help um, the girls we were working with build a sense of self-worth. 
but they would disclose their experiences with sexual violence to us and we realized that we needed to do something about it. We need to, to speak specifically to those needs. How do young ladies come out with these stories? I mean, it's so sensitive. It has to be, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but how do you get them yeah. to open up like that? It's really about building trust, right? These, these are girls who we worked with twice a week. We came into the school and really it was, that's sort of the heart of me too, because we were transparent about our own experiences. Right. And once they knew that they were speaking to people who like got it and knew what they were, what they were, where they were coming from, it was much easier for them to, to come forward and tell us about what happened to them. It's Cafe Mocha. On the line is Tarana Burke, the creator of the Me Too movement. Now, I want to um, be clear. You started the Me Too movement years ago, but then there yeah. was this hashtag that was started. Did you start that or did someone else start I that? I didn't. No, Alyssa Milano tweeted out um, on the 16th, I think, Mm -hmm. and said, you know, if you've had an experience with sexual harassment or sexual assault, to to change your status to Me Too. And then as soon as that started happening, literally on that Sunday, when some people saw it, you know, because it's been a long time, people were like, I keep seeing Me Too, but I don't see your name attached to it. And then I was like, oh, God, what's happening? And that's kind of how it got started. What are you trying to do with this movement, the Me Too? Like, are you working with them or is that something separate? Well, so what was happening on social media wasn't really the work of Me Too, which is why I inserted myself into the conversation, because the hashtag is really about raising awareness. Mm -hmm. And so the work that we do around it is around supporting survivors and working with people on the ground to to help in sexual violence. So, you know, I go and I speak and I do workshops and trainings for practitioners who um, do work in communities or want to do work in communities around ending sexual assault. And also, hold, like, teaching folks to hold space for survivors in the most marginalized communities, like folks who may not have access to therapy, folks who are not going to go report it to the police, right. things like that. That's from the 2017 interview with Tarana Burke, who created the Me Too hashtag. A lot has changed for her since then, including being named along with a, a bunch of other women who broke their silence as Time Magazine's Person of the Year. We've got more with Tarana Burke coming up on Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha? More of the flavor you love in just minutes. Keep it right here. Cafe Mocha. This is Cafe Mocha. We're looking back at the 2017 interview with the creator of the Me Too hashtag, Tarana Burke. It's Cafe Mocha. Hashtag Me Too was a thing long before the Harvey Weinstein scandal. We're talking to the originator of it, Tarana Burke. You know, it's interesting because uh, Eddie Winslow, Darius McCrary, uh, mm-hmm. from Family Matters just did a little thing on TMZ saying, oh yeah, you know, I was fondled or whatever and of course wouldn't name names but then the very next thing you see in the blogs are gay rumors. Mm-hmm. So it's yep. almost like for men it is a totally different thing. Yeah. No, it is. And so if it's a woman and she's a whore in some kind of way or she bought it on herself, or she's complicit. If it's a man, and he must be a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And that's really, people reflect their own fears. And so 
this is really about what people what keeps people silent is shame mm-hmm. and so in the ways that we shame folks the deeper we shame folks the deeper um, the secrets are that they hold so really we have to really talk about how we dismantle these stereotypes and and ideas that we have that we hold around um what sexual violence really is it's about power and mm-hmm. privilege mm-hmm. and as long as we take the conversation away from that we're going to have the wrong conversation it's not about homosexuality it's not about being fast it's not about sex it's about power mm-hmm. and that's what we really have to keep coming back to that point so, and so people get that thank you so much for your work how do we um get in contact keep in contact or if someone needs to reach out well, people uh, ask people to um, to type the t- text the words "me too" to nine zero nine seven five, so they can be added to our list. Mm-hmm. We're, we're building a list of folks who want to um, support or be a part of this movement and this work. And also, we're online as Me Too Movement, but it's M V M T, and that's our website as well. Me Too M V M T. That's a look back at our interview with Tarana Burke, the originator of the Me Too movement and hashtag. Again, we'd love your comments and experiences. Do you think Me Too is working? What can women of color do? Are we being left out of the conversation? Just hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at Cafe Mocha Radio. Then take your fingers and run it through my head. Many a cult and the chosen a few. But all I want to know is it good to you? Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media, executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.